Welcome to the Prosperity Gap, where we discuss the financial gap that exists between you and your retirement. It's time to bridge that gap. Hello, Prosperity Nation. Dave Hall, the Prosperity Guy here. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you with me today. For those of you who are new to the show, I want to make you aware of our website, theprosperityguy.com, where you'll be able to find tools and information to help you get to a more safe and secure retirement. For a period of about 10 years, I worked in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I lived in Southern Utah. When people in Las Vegas found out where I lived and that I was close to a resort that was near my home called Pine Valley, they oftentimes asked me how they could get to this resort area. It was an area that many people in Las Vegas wanted to go to because during the summer months, it was much cooler than the hot temperatures that they experienced there in Las Vegas. For most people, I told them the easiest way was to go down I-15 until they got to St. George. Once they got to St. George, Utah, they could then take Highway 18 going north. It would then, at a certain point, have a sign for the Pine Valley. You'd take the turn, go up the mountain, and you were where you were wanting to get. Well, that worked very well for most people, but there were a small group of people that I knew understood the area. They maybe were raised uh, around there. They understood some of the back roads that I was able to share with them another route. That route took about 20 minutes off the drive. It was more beautiful. It went past a reservoir where, especially during the springtime, oftentimes you would have the dam running over and water coming down the red rocks. Really a great place to drive, but for many people, if you didn't know the area, it was very easy to get lost. So that's why I didn't share it with most people. For those that I shared it with that understood the area and were able to get where they needed to go, they always thanked me for telling them this information. Well, why do I tell you this story? I tell you this story because today I'm going to share a thought that I oftentimes don't share when talking about retirement. And that is that I believe there is a small segment of the population that can retire early. For most people, I am a proponent of you continuing to work to be able to not only enjoy the financial benefits of that, but also for many people, the emotional benefits. But today I want to talk about some cases where it may be the best thing for you and your financial situation to take that early retirement so you can then put yourself in a better position as you look to your future. Before I do that, though, let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. Today's show is being brought to you by eTrends Group, CPAs and Strategic Advisors. If you are tired of the struggles that come with trying to manage your own taxes, accounting, or bookkeeping, then you need to reach out and let the professionals at eTrends Group give you a hand. As I mentioned in today's show, what I want to talk about is something that I often don't recommend, and that is that people take an early retirement. In fact, earlier today, someone had asked me about my thoughts on the FIRE community, Financial Independence Retire Early. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that I've done shows on this topic. But my general thoughts there are that most people don't understand the various risks that they face and that those who are looking for this early retirement are oftentimes going to put themselves in a bad situation about the time they reach 70 or 80 when it's going to be too late for them to really make adjustments to the retirement. So for most people, I don't recommend that they should take these early retirements. But today, there are four things that I believe, if you have, may allow you to take that early retirement. Number one is if you already have 35 high years of earnings that you can use for your Social Security benefits. 
Many people wait to retire because they want to be able to maximize their Social Security benefit. But there are two main guidelines that determine whether or not you qualify for benefits and how much you're going to get. The first one is a 40 credit requirement that you have to have 40 credits of earnings to be able to qualify for the benefits. And the second one is using a 35-year window to determine what amount you're going to get paid on a monthly basis in your retirement years as Social Security. Well, if you already have 35 high years of earnings in, what you may find is that continuing to work may not impact your Social Security at all. You may be able to retire at 60 or 62, then delay those Social Security benefits until age 70 and still get the same amount as if you had continued working until age 70. So if you are someone who has some good years of earnings and the only reason you're waiting to retire is because you're hoping to get a larger Social Security amount, be aware you can retire now for many of you and then wait to take those benefits. Now, if you are going to retire early, I don't encourage you to take the Social Security benefits early unless you're expecting a very short lifespan. Because what you will find is that in the long term, you will sacrifice maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing this. The next one is if you are in a situation where you need to do large Roth conversions because you've got too much money in your tax deferred bucket and you would like to get those done before it increases your Medicare premiums. For those who are not familiar with the way Medicare works, you're generally going to pay a standard premium for Part B benefits. And that amount is $148.50 a month in 2021. Well, if you make above certain income limits, those premiums go up and it's based upon the earnings you had two years previously. So if you earned in 2019, let's say if you earned $300,000 during that year as a married couple, in 2021, instead of paying $148.50 for your monthly Medicare Part B premium, you would be paying $386.10 for this monthly premium. So if you're someone who's concerned about this and you're concerned that these premiums are going to get to a level that may prohibit you from being able to do the conversions, you may look at retiring early so you can take advantage of those conversions without affecting these Medicare premiums. Now, you obviously would need to have the money to cover the living costs during this period of time. You would need to have the money in addition to your Social Security to get you through those retirement years. But this can be a reason that someone would take an early retirement. We see people that stop working somewhere in their late 50s, early 60s. So they have a couple of years there that they can do some conversions before it affects their Medicare premiums. Now, there are some reasons that you would be able to reduce those Medicare premiums if they were to shoot up, but conversions are not one of those. If they had shot up because you had bonuses you received in a given year, maybe you had a spouse's income that was affecting your tax returns and the income that was shown, and now you're divorced or separated or they passed away, there are many things that would allow you to reduce those, but these conversions are not going to be one of those. So again, maybe an opportunity for you if you are trying to avoid those increased premiums to take an early retirement. Number three is if you are willing to contemplate a reverse mortgage. I do teach classes on reverse mortgages. I do believe that for a right segment of the population, they can be a great thing. And if you're one who does not have beneficiaries that you're planning to transfer assets to, by being able to access the equity in your home, you may be able to retire earlier than you're expecting. Most people, when they look at the money they have available for retirement, they only take into consideration their Social Security and whatever liquid retirement assets they have in the stock market or in bank accounts. 
But when you take the equity in your home into consideration, you may have access to hundreds of thousands of dollars of additional income that you can use during your retirement years. Now, I do not recommend for most people that decide to use a reverse mortgage that they start them at age 62, which is when you can start a reverse mortgage. But if you're in a position where you believe that you can retire early, spend down your other assets, uh, mix them up with Social Security during your 60s and 70s, and then in your 80s, use a reverse mortgage to help supplement the Social Security benefits you're getting to allow you to live the lifestyle you're hoping to live, this can be a great strategy. So not for everyone, but definitely an option for those who are willing to use that reverse mortgage and remove that equity from any beneficiaries that they would be able to get once you were to pass away. And the last one is for those of you who may be in a health position that you want to have a few good years that you can go out and travel and do things with yourself, friends, or spouse. For those who have short life expectancies, which some of you do, both of my parents died very early. My mom died before retirement and my dad died in his early 70s. He was only retired for about a decade before he ended up passing away. You may choose to retire early so that you can enjoy these years where you have better health. If you're in a financial position to do this, this can be a great way to allow you to enjoy some years that you otherwise may not be able to enjoy before you end up passing on and going into the next life. Prosperity Nation, I do realize that these recommendations are not for everyone. And sometimes I do even hesitate on teaching on concepts that are not for the majority of people because I don't want people to get in a situation where they take what I teach and then try to just implement it into the retirement plan. But I do believe that there are situations for the right people where early retirement works. Now, you're going to need to go through planning to be able to figure this out for yourself. I do recommend for those of you who are uncertain when you should retire that you schedule a strategy session with our team so that we can help you figure this out for you, that we can run the math and the science and figure out what an appropriate age would be for you to retire to be able to take advantage of the assets you have available and the years of good health that you may have available as well. So please, if this is something that you are contemplating and considering, reach out to my office and let us help you figure out what the appropriate age is for you and your retirement. Prosperity Nation, it is time for questions and answers with our producer, C.R. Tallene. Hello, C.R. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me on again. So excited to have you back. I think you've had some excitement going on in your life since we talked last. Yeah, well, I, we kind of try to follow what you have going on. So your daughter went on, uh, uh, she's on a mission right now for our church. And uh, so my son applied and, and he's going to the exact same state of California your daughter's in. I noticed that la when I was looking last night, it looked like you guys had a big event where you had invited people through social media to come and gather for the opening of that. But I wasn't able to attend the event, but I saw that he was going to California. That's very exciting. Yeah, we, we were excited. We were hoping for somewhere overseas, but we'll take what we get. And the best part is, is he's been wanting to speak Spanish for so long. He's been in five years at school. So he gets to speak Spanish while he's over there and working with everybody out in the Sacramento area. Where would you say his Spanish level's at? I know his girlfriend is part Hispanic. And so obviously spending time with her, I don't know if they speak much Spanish together. He's had five years of school. He did service projects in Puerto Rico. And I know you guys have served in the church in a Spanish group. So where's his Spanish level at right now? I'm glad you asked. He actually just took a test at the high school to see how proficient he is. And uh, he outscored three of the Hispanic kids that are in his class. 
And on top of that, he is getting results. So he'll have him back actually by next week. And uh, if he scores at the top, that means he's proficient where he can go out and have conversations. And he actually gets a certificate saying he's passed everything up to a college level. So he's ready to have a full conversation. That's great to hear. And that'll help him so much to be that far advanced compared to many of the people that will be called to that mission that won't have had any Spanish speaking experience. You brought up one time in Puerto Rico. So we were able to go down with you and he was able to do a service project uh, down in, in Puerto Rico. And I told him, I said, if you go and learn Spanish on your mission, I want to go back and visit that area in Puerto Rico and go back and visit that same family and go talk to them so you can actually understand what we're talking about. I hope that happens from a going back standpoint once he's done. Obviously, he'll be able to gain the knowledge over the next two years, but I'd love to be a part of that. The group of people there in Villa Hugo that we went to were just amazing. I think about them often and how kind they were and how willing they were to allow us to come in and help them in a situation that was really tough for them at the time. And I'm hoping you'll be our tour guide too. That's why we're bringing this up here. That would be great. I'd love to be able to be a part of that and look forward to that opportunity. And Dave, what's happening in Tennessee? I feel like there's always something exciting in your part. Work, work, and more work. That is all that seems to be happening now. Our daughter is on her mission and is still in our home doing her training for the next couple of weeks. And then we're getting prepared for my other daughter's wedding that's going to happen in a couple of weeks. But outside of that, it's just a lot of work. <laughs> just besides that, there's a few things we're doing. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my wife's taking care of all the wedding stuff and my daughter's self-sustaining with all of her education process from her mission because she's in online classes all day. But it is kind of a unique time for us, for sure. So besides all of the tax returns that you're helping with and, and being part of the other companies, but why is planning uh, such a big thing? right now? Why are so many people starting to take advantage of this uh, retirement planning today? Because there's so much uncertainty going on right now. There's no sense behind everything that's happening. The market makes no sense. The real estate market makes no sense. Economics of the world make no sense right now. And so people are trying to get themselves in a position that if things change drastically, as many economists believe they will, they can be in a better position to handle that transition and that change. And that's why we're here, obviously, to add education on top of this. So those people who are maybe on the fence right now saying, I don't know which way to go, we're here to help provide that education to, to push you in the right direction. And each each case is different, but we're here to at least guide you into the right place when it's when it's the right time. We really are, and we really hope people take action on what we share. That's the other critical part about what we teach. Education is of no value if you don't use it to better your life and use it to better the lives of other people. So we do hope that you'll take the things that we share here on the program, you'll use them to implement into your retirement. And if you need help, they allow us to help you do that. And Dave, with education, I have three questions. Now, I usually give you some pretty easy ones. So I'm going to go pretty tough on you since you have nothing else going on in life right now. That sounds good. I'm ready. All right. So let's take the first one from Catherine. And this one is a doozy here. How does the life insurance retirement plan make money? How does it earn this 4 to 6%? Growth without risk isn't a thing. Treasury bonds that have no risk have no growth. How does this make money, Dave? Great question. And this is something we get asked all the time when we're talking about these because most people want to compare it to their bank accounts, their certificates of disappointment, all these things that they have in the bank that are earning them less than 1% right now. But the way these insurance companies do it is through options. So what they're doing is taking the interest that you would normally get, an insurance company generally is going to provide you an interest, and that's the way whole life policies work, is they give you a rate of return that may be 2 or 3%. These insurance companies take that interest that you would otherwise get, 
and they invested in options. Now, if the market goes down, those options become worthless and you are stuck back at zero. You didn't get any type of increase. You didn't get that standard whole life increase that you may have if you had put that money in a whole life policy. But if the market goes up, you're allowed to participate in part of that uptick. And depending on the insurance company you're with, it's going to vary the amount that you're going to be able to participate in. But that's how it works in a simple, easy explained podcast format without going into all the crazy details, but options allow those companies to make money and allow you to take that risk off the table. And Dave, I wanted to ask if banks have such bad returns, why do we stay with them? Everyone believes it's the safest way to go. Well, when you look at it, how many banks have failed over the last hundred years? Thousands of them. When we look back, we've had multiple times in the history of America where we've had banks fail, even in 2008 when we had the financial crisis. But when we look over at insurance companies, we don't see the same thing happening because the government will not allow these insurance companies to leverage themselves like banks do. So to me, it's a false sense of security, but the real reason people stay there is they believe they're secure and it's simple. They can put their money there and kind of forget about it and earn their two bucks a year and believe somehow that they've done the right thing, even though inflation's destroying their assets on a daily basis. I, I totally agree. Well, Dave, you teach webinars all the time. I mean, you, you've taught hundreds of webinars. And one of the things I brought up a question from one of those was the volatility shield. And uh, this question is from Andrew, more of a statement. We're talking about retirement. He says, you forgot one way out. Retirement in a low-cost country such as Mexico, Panama, Costa Rica. How do we respond back to this statement from Andrew? For Andrew, it may be an option, and he's right. For a certain group of people, they can go overseas and have a much lower-cost retirement, but that's not for everyone. People enjoy the benefits that America has to offer, again, from a health side. Medicare is not going to cover you when you go to these other countries. So you're going to have to figure out the cost of your medicines. If you're on prescriptions or if you've got medical issues, how are you going to get that treated? So yes, it's an option, but really what we're trying to solve is the main issues for the mainstream American. Yes, everyone's going to have a different retirement, but we can't teach to that. We've got to teach to the mainstream population. And most of those are going to want to stay in the United States and retire here because this is where their benefits are linked. There are countries that you wouldn't be able to get Social Security if you were to move to. So you've got to take all that in consideration. If your Social Security is here, your Medicare is here, and your other assets are here, and your doctors and all those things you work with and your family, staying here is probably going to be a much better option for most people. And Dave, that's why I asked this question, because we deal with so many different varieties of retirement plans. And so not one of them is going to, you know, my plan is not going to work for you and vice versa. And that's the thing about Andrew that I really wanted to bring up is that it does sound great. I mean, I would love to retire and go to Costa Rica, but I still have so many other things I've got to worry about. But in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, that's a great idea. But we still have to think logically about all the other pieces that you talked about through insurance, through Social Security, Medicare, even family. There's a lot of things that we have to take into account that we can't just get up and run. But that's why we're here to talk about these. There's benefits and consequences to everything we do. And it's very important that if you're looking at these other options, especially moving out of the country, that you take all that into consideration. I saw so many times in Puerto Rico where people would come and they'd move to the island uninformed about all of the various things they were going to have to deal with, and they immediately hated it. And most of them ended up moving back to the mainland uh, very quickly. Same thing happens elsewhere. If we're informed and we understand what we're getting into and we have our expectations that we're going into and those are met, we can usually be pretty content with what it is that we're doing in our lives and in our retirement. But please do the education. 
remember these important benefits such as Social Security, Medicare, your doctors, all these other things uh, that you've got to take into consideration as you age. And like you say, your family. If you've got kids, grandkids you want to see, you move to these other countries, it may be difficult for them to not only come and see you, but even if they can, it's going to be much more expensive for most people to get them down there. And if you're not educated right, it becomes very costly. It really does. You, you start realizing that you get into a situation where you made that initial commitment. I, I you see it all the time with businesses. I thought it was quite ironic, actually, that people would not come and spend $1,000 with me before they bought a business to understand what they were getting into. And then they'd happily go spend 50000 or or 100000 on a business they knew nothing about. And they would get into it. And then once they had a problem, they had to come back and spend two or $3,000 with me because at that point they were in a mess and they wanted to get out of it. And they needed some advice. Well, the same thing happens with our retirement. You need to spend the time to educate yourself and better understand before you make a commitment to ship all your stuff somewhere, sell your house, get out of your life that you used to know and then dive right into something that may not be exactly what you thought it was going to be. Dave, isn't that the same philosophy when we're at the grocery store and we're looking at maybe two different kinds of cereal, one's an off-brand and one's a name-brand, and we're, we're debating over a 2 or $3 box of cereal, but if we buy a new car, let's say 20000 and they want to upgrade to leather or upgrade into a better sound system, and it's a, a two or $3,000 price tag, we're like, okay, yeah, go ahead and throw that in. Do you see that we do that more often than we should? We definitely do. We definitely end up in situations where we get convinced to do things that we shouldn't, especially on a quick turnaround if we're trying to make a decision or if you've got a salesman that's there trying to help you make that decision. So we do need to take our time. I tell people that all the time for, with all the classes that I teach. Take your time, even with us. The, the education process that we go through if we're doing your planning, it's probably going to take two to three months minimum for us to be able to go through and really get you where you need to be. And part of that's because we want to educate you, but part of it, we want you to make sure you're taking the time to where you can make the right decisions for yourself. All right, Dave, my last question I have is from Thomas, and he said, can you provide some names of companies that sell life insurance retirement plans, not endorsements, just names of those businesses? Yes, I, I definitely can. Now, the biggest thing you want to understand is we want these life insurance retirement plans to meet four criteria, and I think it's important we review those right here. Number one, we want to be able to have a situation where we have safe and productive growth. We want them to be able to outpace inflation, and we don't want them to crash when the market goes down. Number two, we want low fees. This is something most people don't associate with life insurance, but if you structure them correctly, you can get them to match the fees you would pay for other types of investments. You want cost-free and tax-free distributions. So very important. The tax-free is pretty easy to do. Cost-free is going to be based upon the company you work with. And the last thing we want is we want a free chronic illness rider or a long-term care rider that's being put on this policy to allow you to use the death benefit early if you were to have a long-term care event. So we want to look at these guidelines. There are many companies out there you can work with that meet the criteria. The top one we like to use is Allianz. They're one of the largest companies in the world, not only insurance companies, but companies in the world, very uh, highly rated very good at what they do. Another one is Symmetra Life. We like using them as well. And Midland Insurance is another one that we use uh, here recently because they're able to meet those criteria. So if Thomas is interested and says, okay, I want to go to Allianz, what's the next step for him to do? Because he just can't walk into there or call him and say, I'm ready. He needs to sit down with an advisor. And I would recommend if you're looking at life insurance, you sit down with an advisor anyway, because that's just a small piece of your overall retirement plan. 
when we look at the steps that we put into a roadmap to help people figure out what they need to do to get to a safe and secure retirement, there's usually five, six, seven things they need to do. Now, insurance may be one of those, but you can put that in place. And if you miss the other five or six steps, you've really still not helped your retirement the way maybe you thought you were going. All right, Dave. So let's say Thomas says, okay, I want to sit down and talk, Dave. What's the best option for you? Because I know you're busy, but what's the best option? So if they want to meet with somebody like yourself. The best option is to go to our website where they can schedule a no-fee consultation. All they've got to do is go to the strategy session page. They can fill out the information there, schedule on my calendar. We'll then have an initial meeting to talk about how we work and to make sure we're a good fit for each other. Make sure what you're expecting is what we offer. And then from there, if you decide to move forward, we'll put a plan together that will allow you to see various options of what your retirement can look like based upon if you had never met us. And if you had met us and we started making these changes and were able to get you to a a more safe and secure retirement. Well, Dave, thanks for entertaining me and answering these three questions today. Again, I want to make them a little more difficult because I want people to know that there's not just easy answers for everything out in retirement today. There definitely is not. And I appreciate you being here, CR. When we look at our retirements, it can be so complex and it can be overwhelming, but please don't use that as a reason, Prosperity Nation, to not move forward. Don't let the scared feelings you have, the uncertainty stop you in your tracks to where you don't do anything for your retirement. My team and I are here. We want to help you. There's so many tools on our website that you can use to educate yourself and then sit down with us and allow us to walk you through the steps that we have for you that we believe will help you to get the retirement you're looking for. My name's Dave Hall. I've been your host. I look forward to seeing you on next week's show. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Prosperity Gap. To learn more about The Prosperity Guy, visit theprosperityguy.com and find out how you can get a tax-free and risk-free retirement.